Well, hello everyone and welcome to Seeing God in the Everyday and welcome to our new kitchen studio. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice to have you here in our home with us. You may hear some dogs in the background, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> do our best to mute them out. But, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to be back and be doing what we're doing and uh, we wanted to just kind of share with you guys some different things. You know, seeing God in the everyday is about exactly that. Mm -hmm. Seeing God in your everyday life. You know, a lot of people think that um, basically Christianity is a Sunday and whenever, you know, trouble happens or whenever right. somebody dies, that's when you lean on God and lean on Christ and, and stuff. But that's not exactly what the scriptures say. The scriptures say is that we're supposed to see God every day. He's part of every part of our life. And um, so we're excited to bring that to you. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about in our <laughs> series here um, and in our podcast and video cast and whatever cast we're going to be doing here. But um, we also wanted to just, uh, you know, say welcome back and we're glad to have you with us. So, yes. Becky. Yes. So we've been uh, talking to some different folks and we've been talking to different people about things um trying to find peace and mm -hmm. what it is to find peace and you know it's it's easy again like we were saying when you're in church because you got the music you got the preaching you got people yeah. that you know the environment's conducive yeah, yeah it like makes it easy but you know the hard thing is is you know the next morning when you're getting up to go to school or you're getting up to get the kids ready to go to school or you're trying to go to work and right. and everything's against you and there's like there's nothing that's helping you um Let's put it this way, um, to give you peace. There's there's nothing that helps you see peace or anything. So you see what's right in front of you and the problems that need to be addressed, but not the bigger picture. Get mad, angry, <laughs> uh, drive a thousand miles to work, start doing the, uh, I hate my job because I have to drive here, or I hate uh, the, the car school line, or whatever it is that you do. You end up focusing on that instead of focusing on things that would actually give you peace. So right. let, can we talk about that? Let's talk about what is like real peace and Absolutely. what does that mean to have peace, even though the world around you is going crazy? Well, I think what you're talking about is something that um, my mom and I used to have conversations about. Um, it, we, we tend to talk about turns of phrase and, and words that we use. And um, in those circumstances, you a lot of times you hear people talk about, well, under the current circumstances, I'm da 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 da, or under the current circumstances, I'm this, and and I do. I think that we live under our circumstances a lot of times mm -hmm. and don't recognize that the peace of God that He describes, the the peace that's available in Christ Jesus, is a peace that puts us above our circumstances. It's a peace that passes all understanding, and as believers in Christ we don't have to live under the circumstances. It doesn't mean that the circumstances aren't there. It doesn't negate the realities of life, that there is sickness and there is frustration and there is, you right. know, there are things that happen. Right, like you sleep in, you miss your alarm. Right. There's still stress Stuff in happens. everyday life. Right, just because you're, a, you know, a believer in Jesus and you want to have peace in your life does not mean that all of a sudden, you know, you wake up every day on time, you never get sick you know, you're going to be right. able to pay all your bills. And it also doesn't mean that your initial visceral response to those things is not frustration or anger or, you know, trying to figure out what to do and or stress or we hear a lot these days about anxiety and depression and, and sadness. Right. Um, you know, 
having peace that takes us out and on top of our circumstances doesn't mean that we don't have an emotional life. Right. We, we do feel emotions. And right. I think we see that in scripture that Jesus felt emotions and, um, but he was not ruled by them. Right. His, his life wasn't overtaken by his emotional response to things. Right. And, and I think that there's a misconception out there of what peace is, that yeah. peace is this quiet, serene, you know, right. I'm sitting, you know, by the babbling brook and, you know, with my thoughts and in nature and blah, 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 blah. But that's not what peace is. No, because that's dependent on your circumstances too. Correct. That's, you're saying that I'm not at peace until all the circumstances line up to what my definition of the perfect space would be. You know, right. for some people it's, you know, quiet room, windows covered and, you know, cool air blowing and, and wrapped up in a snuggly blanket by a fireplace. And some people it's the babbling brooks. Right. But what you're looking for is a change in your circumstances, a change in your environment, and that's not real peace. Right. You're again, you're just substituting one with the other. You're, right. you're taking out the high stressor thing for a low stressor thing. And then what happens is you start desiring the low stressor things instead of desiring actual peace. Which leads to more anxiety because again, exactly. life happens and on your way to that low stress thing. I'm, my goodness, I mean, just just this weekend we had an example of that. You mm -hmm. took me out for my birthday and we were going to this wonderful, what I would describe as my kind of perfect, peaceful environment out on the water, on a boat, away from everything, beautiful sunset, wind blowing in our face, you know, but there are some circumstances still going on in our life because as that yeah. was happening, we were watching a hurricane approach our state yeah. so, and we didn't know which way the winds were going to blow on that. Yeah. And um, sometimes even though it looks like you're attaining your right. ideal environment, there's still things around your life right. that, can, that can happen. And, and I think, again, it goes back to where I think there's misconceptions with uh, what belie people believe with Christianity yeah. is that um, if you accept Jesus, it makes everything right. It makes everything good. It changes all the things. And it doesn't change all the things. All the things are still there. Right. It changes you. Yes. And that's the thing of what peace really is, is, is it's, it's something that changes you. It's something that between you and the Father, right? not between you and your circumstances. And, yeah. and it goes back to, um, you know, one of the things we're going to look at is we want to look at Philippians 4. And there's a great passage here in Philippians 4 where uh, Paul's writing to the church in Philippi, and he is basically explaining to them what true peace is and it's not through your circumstances it's no. through oneness with christ right you want me to read those yeah read a little bit of that if you would these are actually some of my absolute favorite verses in the scripture it's back when i was writing a regular blog um, online the title of it was practice makes peace mm -hmm. and it was because of these verses if we practice these things we'll find peace so it's found in philippians chapter 4 uh, starting in verse 4 and see, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. So there's a prescription, okay? That's, that's one of the things that we can do that leads to peace. We can rejoice in the Lord. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Yeah. Don't worry about anything. 
But in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Mm. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Wow. A couple things I wanted to see in that, or I wanted to kind of bring out with, number one, the rejoicing, and that we're supposed to be rejoicing always. It's not a thing of, oh my gosh, I found my lost key, or I found my lost locket, I found this, and now I'm going to be rejoicing, or my team won, or, you know, the kids are finally down, the students (laughs) want to rejoice. No, it's to rejoice always. And, you know, and, and that's hard. That is, is a mindset. That is a b- between you and God, but it's also an acknowledging of who God is. Well, um, and I think it's key to understand, too, that it says rejoice in the Lord, mm-hmm. not rejoice in your circumstances. Right. This is not a command to say, oh, thank you, God, that my tire is flat in the middle of the highway and I'm late to work. Right. You know, that's not, that's, he's not asking you to rejoice for the garbage that happens in your life. Right. He's, he's calling you to rejoice in who the Lord is, no matter what garbage is going on. Right. And it's an acknowledgement. Again, it's between you and God. It's a focusing right. on what God is in your life, not your circumstances and not right. what's going on around you. Um, the other thing is, is prayer and thanksgiving. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of times our prayers, and I love how our pastor says it, sometimes we complain more in <laughs> our prayers, and um, but our prayers are not complaints to God. Right. Shouldn't They're, be. <laughs> no, they shouldn't be. A lot of times that's what they turn into. They're, they they turn into, gosh, I'm, I'm upset about this, so I'm going to complain to you, God, about it. And God's like, do you not understand the whole thing of the universe? And you're like, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> but we should pray with him, to him with thanksgiving that we do bring him petitions. Right. But we need to understand that we're bringing this in not a complaining way, but thanking God, Lord, that he's, number one, there to hear us. Right. That he is there to do something about it, and that he is going to carry us through it no matter what it is. Right. And that alone right there will change so much in your life. You know, if you struggle a lot with uh, anxiety and things like this, Praying and not complaining in your prayers, but being grateful for what you have, being grateful for what God's doing, being grateful for who God is in your life starts mm-hmm. changing how you pray and how you speak to him. Right. And it will also open your eyes to things that he sees that we don't. Right. And, then, well, and, I, and I think he puts it together beautifully in that verse because it, it's almost like he's presenting a scale. You know, on this side of the scale is worry and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And on this side is prayer and petition with thanksgiving, presenting our requests to the Lord. And he's saying, don't do this. Right. Don't, don't weigh down this side heavy. Don't get all anxious. And the way you do that, the way you bring that balance back into play is by loading up the prayer and petition with thanksgiving to the right. Lord. You know, you're, don't, 
<laughs> don't feed this side of the scale. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it continues where he keeps telling us the things we should focus on. Right. And it, I, I will admit, it is so hard not to focus on the things of the world. It is so difficult. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, your phone is constantly yelling at you, your kids, your job, um, just the everyday things of life, you know, from your house and your car. I mean, just, there's so many things that can come <laughs> and just start pulling you. It's amazing when you stop, when you sit down and you start thinking about what's actually pulling on your attention and right. what's pulling on, um, you know, uh, basically what what needs you. It, it's a, it's an incredible thing. And so he's saying, listen, we need to focus on these things, the things that are lovely, things that are pure. Those are the things that we focus on. If we're focusing on those things. Mm -hmm they change the world around us because now we start seeing beauty in things where we were right. seeing ashes. Not too long ago, we were on a, a, a trip and we got delayed and we were driving and then the next thing you know, we were able to exit before the right. before the traffic got too bad because we Literally were seeing- Literally about two cars before we would have been stuck. We and, were able to exit. But if we were, a minute earlier, two minute earlier, we would have been stuck for hours in this. The, they shut down the highway and stuff for hours. And we were able to exit just because we were two minutes we later. Late. And we were we were frustrated because we were running behind. And we were like, you know, and then it's like, okay, God, I understand. You literally helped us. You literally put things in our path and in our way so that we were a little bit slower so that we could be blessed to be able to get off the highway. To get and there at all, yeah. And it's little things like that where we go, thank you, God, for that. And it's little things like that where if you start focusing on those things, mm -hmm. those are the things that start giving you peace in the long run. Be and that begins by focusing on who the Lord is. Right. If you start with that rejoice in the Lord peace, you're you're filtering everything. You know, we, we talk a lot about well, so-and-so has no filters, or what are you filtering things through? Or um, especially, you know, I know we're three years out, but coming out of the COVID shutdowns mm -hmm. and all the trauma of that, you're hearing a lot. I mean, I don't know how many ads are on YouTube for betterhelp.com, my goodness, right. because people are talking about, you know, filtering their life through their trauma and filtering their life through the bad things that have happened. And working through those things. So the filters that are in your mind matter. Mm -hmm. And if you begin filtering through who the Lord is, mm -hmm. then it becomes easier. You know, if you remember that the Lord is trustworthy, that he is with you always, that he is faithful, that he is a protector and a provider, that he is a comforter. If you, if you fill your mind with those things, then when that stuff happens that right. you're frustrated with or you don't want to happen, the filter's already in place of who the Lord is. And so your eyes are more readily turned to where he is in the situation because right. in Romans he tells us. So he's put himself in every line of creation, which includes all of the circumstances that happen right. in our lives, right? He created time, all the circumstances that are in play. But sometimes we walk around blind to the whatsoever is pure and lovely and commendable. We think that there's nothing praiseworthy right. in any of it because we're looking at the stuff instead of filtering it through the rejoicing in the Lord. And, and if 
if we'll begin with rejoicing in the Lord, right. then we're more able to turn and look at, okay, well, this circumstance stinks right now, but I see this lovely thing that is coming out of it. Or even if you're in a place where you don't see anything lovely that's coming out of it, right. you can see the loveliness of God right. where you are holding you. Right. And I think that's where a lot of the people, when they do get away and they can close off the noise, um, go by the babbling brook, like we said earlier, <laughs> right. you know, and go and get to a place where it is quieter, it is easier. You know, it's yes. like when you are in church and the music and the preaching and you're with family, um, it is easier to do. Um, but this is not just something for those moments. This is something for right. every minute of your day, every minute of your life, where God wants to give you peace in everything. It's not just a thing that you have once in a while. Peace is not an emotion. It's not a feeling. Okay. Um, and it is something that will help carry you through. Mm-hmm. So you, you're in these situations of full stress when people go up to you and are like, well, how are you so calm? How are you so straightforward? How can you think clearly in all of this? And it's like, because I have peace. I have peace in what God's doing in my life. And I have peace in what God's doing here. Even though I don't understand everything, I can focus on the things that are good, that are righteous, the things that are pure. I can rejoice in him and who he is, even in the midst of this and be able to do what I need to be doing. You know, Um, the last thing I wanted to kind of talk about with on this peace thing is that is that it's so important that we carry this and that we bring peace with us where we go. Yes. And I think I think going back to a uh, situation where you were in a job situation a couple years ago, and it was a very dysfunctional um, workplace. Let's put Indeed it that it way. Indeed, it was. <laughs> yes. And um, the owners, both the owners were, if they weren't fighting each other, they were fighting everyone else. I remember them making a comment that it's so different when you're there because when you walk in the door, there was something different. You know, that was a a rough time for you when you were going through that. And that was one of the things that hanging on to these verses, hanging on to rejoicing in the Lord, even in a horrible situation, you were able to bring peace into an area that had no peace. But the the reason that that was feasible is because I wasn't in it alone. Mm-hmm. And and that's where this piece comes from that you know, I, I can almost hear people on the other side of the camera going, "Okay, that's well and good and you know, okay, rejoice in the Lord and okay when things are falling down around me, you know, find the silver lining, right? right. That's not what we're no, talking about. We're not about. talking about finding the silver we're lining. We're not talking about finding the silver lining. We're talking about understanding and walking in the reality that Jesus wasn't kidding when he said that he would be with you always. Mm-hmm. That, And he wasn't kidding when he said that everything that he had access to, the fullness of the Father, the fullness of the Spirit that he had access to that held him through accusations and slander and beatings and mm-hmm. you know all of that, crucifixion, death, hell, the grave, um, pretty rotten circumstances, yeah? But what held him through all of that is accessible to us every single day because we are in relationship with him. And that's where this 
that's where this all hinges is that I didn't go into that rotten workplace alone. Right. Ever. Right. I went in with him and he's the one that was bringing peace to me. Mm -hmm. And you know, when Jesus is in the room, he brings peace to pretty much everybody. <laughs> so, um, the practical side of this is that, yeah, this is a discipline that you build up mm -hmm. and, and it is a, a thing of having to over and over and over again, take your mind and your right. emotions and submit them to who he is and go, you know what, if it was just me, I would really love to tell that person off and I would really love to go in and fix this or, you know, doing things like that right. a lot and recognizing that you don't have to fix it. Right. You do have to walk through it mm -hmm. and you do have to make decisions and you do have to feel the emotions. I mean, we tell our kids all the time, go ahead and feel the feels, but yep. then do what's right. You still you do know? what's right. Even you though. still do what's right. And you're capable of that because you're not alone. Right. Because your ability to see what's true and see what's right rests on the reality that Christ is who he is. Right. And he is with you. We're literally scratching the surface on this. Um, yeah. There is so much more uh, to peace and having peace in your life. And I love the thing that you said is that, you know, there is, there is a, a working this out. There is so. a, and I think that's why he starts in saying, hey, rejoice. Um, and it's an action. You need to make sure you're focusing on the right things. And you, you need to build that, that strength. Yeah. In, in your peace. And uh, I know it almost it's sounds... It's a muscle that you work. Yeah, it almost sounds weird to say, but I mean, it is something that you're going to have to, um, you know, strengthen. You're going to have to think of the things. You're going to have to rejoice in those times. And you know what? Like, like Becky said at the beginning, it's like sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And it's hard that your first response might not be the right one, but it if you take the time and you work it out like anything else and you focus on what Christ has for you, you focus on what God has for you, it's going to start, the peace will start coming. It starts giving you a peace that people can't understand. Yeah. People around you will just be surprised and go, how in the world are you doing this? How can you make it through this? Or how um, do you speak like that? And you're like, because I understand. I understand my peace. I understand what God has and what's, what's happening in my life, so. I would encourage you as you read over the passage, um, ask the Lord for creativity. You know, what are the ways that I can best rejoice in you? What are the things you want to show me about who you are that I really need to hear right now? Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, God is multifaceted and he is beautiful eternally. So there are things about his character that will speak to exactly where you are. And so as you begin that rejoicing in the Lord, ask him, mm -hmm. you know, what is it you want to show me of yourself for me? Right. What's, what's going to fill my anxiety right now? What's going to answer where I am? And then as you, um, as you begin to focus on those things that are pure and lovely and true and just and right, um, ask him how to plant those in your brain. For me, I'm, uh, if I don't write it down, I forget it. That's just kind of who I am. And um, so I have lists everywhere. Um, sticky notes are my friend. <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll write down 
things that he shows me that are beautiful and I'll stick them up on sticky notes until I can really wear those things down into my heart and they become realities mm -hmm. that I walk in. Um, there's a verse that sits just up there over our sliding glass door um, that is there from a time that we were really having a struggle with a neighbor that lives just outside of that glass door. And, um, and they were contentious and they wanted to argue and they, and it was stealing my peace. Mm -hmm. I was feeling like I could not go out in our backyard and enjoy, and I couldn't let our kids out in our backyard and let them be kids. And the Lord took me to Exodus 14, 14, and it says, the Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. Mm -hmm. So he was like, he was like, just don't get involved in it, child. And so I wrote that verse down, painted it on a, on a plaque and stuck it up over my back door so that it would remind me to mm -hmm. walk in who he was and let him be the one that fought for me with that neighbor. I didn't need to fight with that neighbor. That's I could right. have the love of the Lord for that neighbor. And, you know, so ask him for those things as you're looking to walk this out. What do I need to do to see more of you in my circumstances? Because, you know, there are times when, when the Lord stills the waters and calms the storm. Yes. But there's a whole lot of times throughout scripture where he just says, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not changing and I'm walking you through it. That's right. So. Well, if you're enjoying these uh, podcasts, video casts, if you're enjoying these, um, we want to encourage you to like, subscribe to our videos and to our podcast and let other people know um, about what we're teaching. Um, we're very, we very much want to share what we've learned of 30 <laughs> three years of marriage and also just walking the Christian life day by day um, to help and to instruct and to encourage. Uh, so if you're enjoying this, let people know and like and subscribe. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And if you like what you hear and see, we ask that you like and subscribe this video and let other people know uh, about what we're doing here. You know, Becky and I, we've been in ministry for years. We've been married for over 33 years <laughs> and we have four children. We've got so many things that we've gone through the hard way. And we've also learned a lot from the word of God. And we want to- It's really practical. <laughs> it's very practical. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's really practical. And um, we want to share that with you and encourage you. Uh, so if you're enjoying this and you like it, please hit that button, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know when we uh, post videos and let other people know because this is kind of a passion of our heart yes. of what God has laid on our heart to let people know about the goodness of walking with him daily. And thank you again for being with us. Remember, keep your eyes peeled to see God in your everyday.